Well, welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And uh, I hope everybody's having an awesome morning this morning. If folks were tuning into the Dan Fagan show, you got to have Suzanne and I there on at the last hour. Suzanne was on for the whole show today. And uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to join her for the last hour. We got to highlight some of the stuff that Must Read Alaska is doing over the last several years. And man, it's been a fun ride. We're going to keep riding this Must Read Alaska wave. People are obsessed with Alaska all over the U.S. And, you know, you turn on the bloob tube and any given time, there's 12 reality shows about Alaska. And so um, we are fortunate enough to have lots of viewers, lots of listeners, lots of readers. So we want to thank folks that are out there doing that. And we also want to give folks the opportunity, if you want to help keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska, because we're not funded by some big George Soros private nonprofits, dark secret money. We're funded by the everyday Alaskan that cares about conservative news, giving $5, $10, $50 at a time. So if you want to help keep the lights on, go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right-hand side, there's a little donate button, and you can donate to Must Read Alaska. If you don't like to do the electronic thing, you can always mail a check in. There's an address right there when you click on the donate button. But without further ado, I have the man, the myth, the legend on today, Representative Kevin McCabe. Representative McCabe, welcome to the Must Read Alaska show. Thanks, John. Good to see you. I was yeah, thinking good to maybe, see you. maybe you guys uh, must read should do a reality show on the Alaska legislature. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. We, well, could, we could have it on the survivor uh, theme, you know. <laughs> Man, I think something like that, you know, even though we're joking, I think that something like that would do phenomenal because I think, you know, it's kind of, whether it's Alaska or really any state, some sort of reality show centered around actual elected officials, I think would do phenomenal because there's, you know, as you know, you're doing this. It's a lot of work. In Alaska, it's a quote unquote part-time job. And for folks like yourself to take it seriously, you're putting in a lot of hours for this thing. And you just had a race um, this this last election cycle. Tell us about that race, if it was different from your previous one, and uh, you know how you came out victorious. What were some of your strategies behind it? It was um, yeah. So so you know, it was a bit different. Race, so give us the skinny. Yeah, it was a bit different because there were uh, um, after the primary, which really was just an opinion poll because of ranked choice voting there were still two republicans myself and a gentleman named doyle holmes from uh, from willow and uh you know i think if, for the most part we agreed with each other on on many of the issues so i think the voters voted um uh either because they didn't like me or because they thought that uh, he was going to do a, a different job or a better job so at that point, they're voting on the process, not about our, not on our beliefs, right? They're voting on who's going to do, uh, who they think is going to do best. So um, it, it took a bit to convince convince voters that, um, and, and truthfully, I think we'll talk about it maybe a little bit later. But one of the things that I'm good at is social media, apparently too good because I, <laughs> I've, been, I've been sued for it, right? So, <laughs> so tell me about when you're when you're running. Um, you know, there's folks out there that are thinking about running, right? And, um, you know, whether it's, you know, somebody's thinking about running for a service area board or maybe a, a, an assembly seat, tell folks, you know, 
what it looks like to run a successful campaign. Can you just throw your name out there and hope everything goes well? Or do you got to shake hands and make phone calls and raise money? Um, you know, what does it take to run a successful campaign? Well, you know, so it's sort of interesting that uh, it's a good segue because uh, Doyle Holmes and I had a Democrat opponent as well, who, who I don't even know. I don't know what she looks like. Uh, she had no social media presence, no signs, no APOC funding raised or spent. Um, I don't even think she put in a, a bio in the Division of Elections pamphlet. So nobody had any idea um, of her positions or anything else. And she's a Democrat and she got 20% of the vote. So apparently to get 20% of the vote, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> you just throw your name in the hat. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it costs a hundred bucks to, um, to register to file for the uh, for the house seat and you need to make that decision with enough time to start your campaign and it takes money it takes signs it takes um some effort social media effort um the leadership institute where my wife went who was my campaign manager uh, they said facebook is king uh, oh, yeah. for political campaigns you know for getting your message out there to as many people as possible and of course especially in a rural district like doyle and i are in he's in willow i'm in big lake um, door knocking is a challenge uh you know finding the the dense uh housing um areas where you can go door to door to door and catch you know 40 50 doors in a day it's almost non-existent in in our district it just isn't it, you, it's a lot of driving a lot of driving down a dirt road for half a mile and uh only to come across the no trespassing sign which you have to honor as a political candidate, yeah. right? <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, you could probably go door knocking for three hours and only knock on two doors in your district. <laughs> right, right. So you have to find creative ways, uh, whether it be Facebook Live events. We held a lot of uh, meet and greets in different areas, including Willow, and uh, we even went up to Healy and Clear Sky Lodge, all the way up there at the top of our district, and had some functions. And you know, they weren't very well attended necessarily, but I think. In many cases, it was enough that the people knew we were there, um, you know, that we cared enough to go up there. And if they had questions, they they could either come or they knew that they could get a hold of us somehow. So, so you're out there, you're doing Facebook and it, it you're probably doing it so well that it catches the attention of, you know, some uh, person or some party. Uh, tell us about what happened why they got so upset and ultimately why you ended up, I think, in a lawsuit over this. Sure. So at the beginning of 2022, there's a gentleman who was the, his name is Mark Kelsey, who was the former publisher of, of, uh, of the Frontiersman. And uh, he apparently wrote an op-ed that I didn't really pay much attention to in the Frontiersman. Uh, talking about some meeting that I had attended RSA board or something like that. And I, maybe I didn't give it enough attention or, or I might've said something snarky, but anyways, he seemed to focus on me and uh, he kept going after me, tagging me incessantly. He would get on my, my representative Facebook page, which is actually my personal page. It's tied to my personal Facebook account. It's not a state page. It's not run by the state. It was administered by my wife and myself and my chief of staff had admin privileges, but it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily a state page. In any case, we had a rules thing on there that said, hey, no, 
denigrating people, no attacking people. Let's focus on the issues. This is family friendly page, no swearing, no vulgar language, that sort of thing. Typical impress them or, or, you know, sort of a page warning. And, and it was actually crafted by an attorney. And many of the legislators have it on their page, Senator Hughes and others. Um, so as we get went into budget week and keep in mind, I have one staffer. Um, he just continued to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And he was really focused on the op-ed as well as Representative Eastman's troubles with the Oath Keeper. He wanted me to do something about it. And he's not in uh, this guy, Mark Kelsey is not in my district. So um, as it got worse and worse and we were in budget week, I finally had to tell my staffer, hey, you're just going to have to block him because we don't have the time to moderate his comments. And so instead of complaining to me or complaining to ethics or complaining to the speaker of the house or the minority leader or anybody else, he just sued me. So, um, you know, I, I'm a little inexperienced with the courts. The first time I've ever been sued, I don't know what the, you know, how to do anything. So I went and got a lawyer. And uh, of course now, I mean, just saying those words now, uh, the cost escalated exponentially. (laughs) You know, I was listening to uh, national news and they're talking about the left is famous for using the court system as a weapon, Uh, whether it be Giuliani or anybody that is being sued Trump. um, Well, now I'm in that boat and we haven't even gone to court yet and my legal bills are 30 grand. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's an issue and um, I'm struggling with it, truthfully. So you are. Uh, you've created a kind of a crowdsource funding mechanism. Tell folks where they can find that and uh, what it helps, uh, what it helps out with. Yeah. So it's a, it's a give, send, go account. It's actually not mine. A lady uh, created it for me. And uh, so it sort of has some controls over the money that's used and that sort of thing. And it's just going to be used to pay the lawyer. So I don't have to dip into my retirement fund or cash in and get a 401k loan. Um, in this sort of inflation, inflationary times, it would suck to have to put a mortgage on your house or something like that to pay legal fees. My lawyer says if this goes to court, and we filed a motion to dismiss, so if this goes to court, it could be well over $100,000 to fight this. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I, I almost immediately, I did what the guy asked me to do. I unblocked him. Um, I sent him a letter of apology, sent him a $10 check. He wanted nominal fees. He returned the check um, and immediately said, well, oh, and we filed a motion to dismiss as well, because once I did everything he asked me to, there's no reason to continue to sue me, right? And uh, he said, well, um, sure, that's great, but now we want to have oral arguments on the motion to dismiss. So it's obvious he's just trying to bleed me. And, you know, it's the problem that I see with that is it's going to chill other people's desire to get into politics or to represent or to serve their community as a politician. Uh, They're going to think, well, shoot, McCabe got sued. It cost him a hundred grand. Why would I ever want to put myself in that position? You know, especially for something as frivolous as a, as a Facebook, um, you know, blocking somebody on Facebook. He claims I violated his First Amendment rights. Well, you you hurt his feelings, and he has a little boo boo on his feelings now, and he's got to make sure everybody knows about it. Yeah. Well, I wish you success in that. I think folks that are interested in hearing more go to that crowdsource uh, 
funding. We'll put a link into the um, um, podcast here so folks can go check it out. And, you know, I encourage you, Representative McCabe, to keep the good fight going. It sounds like it probably will be thrown out if you've done everything he's asked. Um, but let's change the turn the page here. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, your, we, I know the House is still organizing, so we don't need to talk about that. But let's talk about what are some of the things that you maybe hope to accomplish in this next couple of years? Previous two years, you know, you were in the minority and there's only so much things you can do in the minority, kind of keeping the majority on their toes and firing shots off the bow when they think they have a sturdy ship. Um, what are some of the things that you and your colleagues uh, hope to accomplish in the next couple of years, regardless of how the um, House organizes? Sure. So I was honored to be on the fiscal policy working group after the first year. So the, the first summer of uh, uh, session 32 and uh, with Ben Carpenter and uh, Shower and Hughes and a few others. And I think that the fiscal policy working group plan is something that we need to focus on, uh, especially with respect to the spending cap, constitutional spending cap. I think we need we still need to solve the PFD issue, although looking at the Senate, it might might be a self-correcting issue. Uh, I'm not so sure that we'll be able to get anything um, past the Senate with respect to that. Um, that's that's a very important part. Of course, more and more and more election reform, election integrity, repealing rank choice voting. Those are all big issues. I know that Senator uh, Stevens said that with the makeup of the Senate, that's almost an impossibility, re repealing ranked choice voting. Uh, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't try. And, you know, cleaning the vote, voter ro rolls, um, I firmly believe in one person, one vote for one person on one day. Uh, you know, I'm tired of having elections all year round and everybody's got sort of voter fatigue, if you will. So. Um, you know, it's those are some of the things that I think we need to focus on. They they seem kind of mundane. If you're looking for interesting bills and specialty bills from me, I have a, a gold and silver as a legal tender in Alaska bill. Uh, we filed it last time. It received one hearing, uh, maybe two hearings, and it's a really interesting bill. And I would love to see that move forward. I think there are a lot of people that are interested in it. There's five states now that have done that. And if you're interested, there's a thing called goldbacks.com, uh, which will show you kind of the direction we're headed with the uh, gold notes, actually. They're not gold certificates, but they're actually made out of gold. Um, kind of really interesting. Uh, so and, and let's, let's, let's chat a second for that, just to kind of unpack that for folks. Um, the Talk a little bit about what the bill means. Does it mean, because I think people are going to hear this and think, okay, Representative McCabe introduced a bill where now all of the maybe assets or liabilities or whatever it may be is in Alaska will be backed by actual gold. So give us kind of the rundown of what the bill does. Well, constitutionally, the state of Alaska has no, in, under the U.S. Constitution, has no ability to coin its own currency or to make its own currency, right? But we can use gold and silver as legal tender in the state that's allowed by the constitution so if you desired to have a alaska gold back so to speak which texas does new hampshire does i think wyoming does um utah does 
you could you could make it out of gold if you had enough gold you can make it out of gold and you, if you have this law and you can use gold and silver as or, or this what they call specie which is the the actual um gold back uh, you can use it as legal tender and it's not taxable um you know uh, not subject to a municipal tax so Right now, if I went to uh, Wasilla that has a tax and I bought a gold piece or I sold a gold piece, it would be subject to tax because it's it, there would be a profit on it, right? So it would be subject to some sort of tax. And this law would prevent that. That's so, awesome. Does, it, does the gold backing have to be 100% gold or does it, can it be uh, some sort of a mixed material? I believe that, you know, the, like the $1, the $1 gold back, which is worth actually $3 and 87 cents as of yesterday, uh, is uh, one one thousandth of an ounce of gold. And it's actually 99% fine gold, apparently. Nice. So, yeah. It's kind of so, interesting. I'll tell you sometime. So what, what, uh, where does that bill go next? What what committee does it go to next? Do you think it actually has any legs to get out of committee? Um, what's the process for that bill to have a successful route to being at least heard on the floor? Well, we have to file it. So everybody, you know, all the bills died that were in committee and that were filed last year. They all died with the 32nd legislature. So now the 33rd legislature, we're going to have to refile it then it'll get assigned a committee or a number of committees, depending on who the speaker is and if he or she likes the bill. You know, if they don't like it, it'll get five committees. If they like it, it might only get one. <laughs> so I suspect that it would be a, it would probably be state affairs and, and finance for sure, um, because there is a finance committee um, component to it. So I'll right. file it, probably pre-file it. And then it'll get uh, it'll get assigned committees, and it'll go from there. And then I'll have to put together all the same stuff we did last year. Or we will um, the uh, sponsor statement and the you know the whole fiscal analysis of it, and you know go from there. So that's awesome. So let's uh, we're running out of time here. Thirty minutes goes by real quick, but I want to give you an opportunity to let's say if there's a constituent in your district, how do they get a hold of your office? Um, what's a good email or phone number, office phone number for somebody that's got a question or concern that lives in your district? Sure. So uh, my office phone number is listed on the state website. And most people call me on my cell phone. It's 907-229-3721. That's my personal cell number. If you want to email me, it's rep.kevin.mccabe at akleg.gov. Um, my chief of staff is very good at uh, flagging the emails that need my attention. So if you if you have a question or something like that, she'll absolutely flag it. I'll get it. Um, she'll either forward it to me or she'll text me and say, "Hey, this needs your attention immediately" or whatever. So um, we we're dealing with lots of issues right now, even roads, uh, fisheries, Susitna Landing closure uh, from fishing game up there. Lots of those kinds of things percolate to my attention and we do what we can as far as uh, talking to the state agencies and trying to resolve the issues so um you you're free to call or email anytime and and i'm happy we're happy to work on it so 
Nice. Any last minute thoughts before we head off here? Yeah. So uh, we, we talked about the, the crowdsourcing for the lawsuit. It's a give, send, go, which is uh, sort of the Christian alternative to um, GoFundMe. Uh, a lot of conservatives got away from GoFundMe after they ripped off the Canadian truckers or, or didn't forward the money to the Canadian truckers like they should have. So we decided, or, or this lady that put it together for me, decided to use Give, Send, Go. And we like it so far. Uh, all you have to do is search Kevin McCabe on there. I think there's three or four Kevin McCabe's, but it will come up and, uh, and you'll see a little description of what happened. And um, I would welcome any sort of donations to help me out. I think we're just under 7,000 so far. Anything over and above what I paid in my lawsuit will go to the Republican Party for a legal defense fund, which we're going to try to start funding a little bit better because there's more of these that are in the works right now. I've heard, I think Shower is, Shower's been reported as being the next target of the Northern Justice Project, which is the <laughs> law firm that's suing all of us. So um, Boy, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> well, doesn't it suck? It sucks to have to focus on that instead of the yeah. state's business, right? Yeah. Well, we wish you nothing but success, Representative McCabe, and thank you so much for joining us here on the Rep Must Read Alaska show. I'm so glad you won your reelection and look forward to having you in there for another two years. And my hope is that um, that the Re Republicans can organize and that you will have a Republican Speaker of the House this year. Wouldn't that be phenomenal? And for folks interested in helping keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska, just go to mustreadalaska.com. And on the right-hand side there, there's a donate button. Every $5, $10, $50, hey, give 10000 bucks if you want. But every little penny helps keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska. We're not funded by some uh, dark money nonprofit conglomerate. We're funded by everyday folks that love and support conservative news. So thanks again, Representative McCabe. And until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska. Thanks, John. Yep.